twice in high school, and then I went once as a chaperone. Okay, mm. okay. But as a student? No, as a college student. Okay, you just came back. Which was really like, can I come on your trip? So me and this other grad who's like, you know, my gay husband at the time. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so that we can just like, you know, sneak off and, yeah. and do things. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> Be out uh, on the city, uh, you know, in yeah. a strange t- city at 19. Or Those whatever. trips were like wild, though. They let us all, all oh us high school kids just wander around yeah. the city. Um, we saw yeah, that's a blast. Les Mis and Phantom. Okay. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Two staples. Yeah. I think that was also the time that we went to TKTS and, and got tickets for um, Chorus Line before. I love it Chorus okay. Line. And then the next trip, we saw Miss Saigon in previews. Oh gosh, I love all these shows. Which was amazing. Yeah. We saw um, Big River and The Mystery of Edwin Drood and oh, you guys saw Broadway a Bound. Lot of shows. Uh, any other fun stories from uh, theater in college? Yeah, I mean, it was really, um, like, overall, it was really kind of a cool time to go to school in Detroit and live in Detroit and be creative there. Uh-huh. Um, because so, I moved to campus in like '94, uh, so I would have been like a sophomore or junior in college. Okay. Um, and you know, I have like great bragging stories of like how cheap things were when we lived there, and like my first boyfriend's place in Woodbridge and how stuff much? was like, oh my gosh. Because I know our place was five fifty a month, and three of us lived there. Oh my god! It was like, and wow. it was really one of those like. Similar to Chicago, too, where it's like half the floor and super long. Was that the Seventh was, Heaven place? No, this was Nancy, where Nancy and I, no, wait. The first place was next to the party store. That was pretty long. But this last place was, Nancy and I lived there, inevitably, uh, Nancy Hayden. And that was. We Did you meet that, her in college? No, that's, that was. I, I, okay, I thought so. But this is one of those places, like, nobody ever gets the security deposit back because somebody just leaves and then another person comes. Right. And, like. So, uh, but we called that the pothole because it was on the Daly Alley okay. that was full of potholes. That's why it's called that. Okay. Not because of drugs. Get out of here, no. people. And holes. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but that had like two living rooms and like a dishwasher and like two bedrooms. And yeah, That's we paid nuts. like nothing. Oh my and so now awesome. I hear it's like somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 a month. Yeah. It's super mid-town. expensive. It's insanity. Um, but it was a cool time to live there because there was like, you know, there was nothing of what there is now. And you kind of felt like this ownership of, of the city um, because you went in all these places that nobody did and, and you got to know people and you, you, right. you know, it was all dive bars and, and cool stuff, like really legit stuff. But also there's this sort of camaraderie and that, that carried over, you know, into like the Second City days and stuff. That is like you grew up with your town being the joke in a movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like send him to Detroit kind yeah. of stuff. But you knew what was really super cool about it and you you know, you had a kind of like a different version. Yeah, and you, you it was grittier and it was more dangerous and, and you, you had this sort of like we survived this together right. kind of yeah, feeling. Some pride. Yeah, it's a yeah. pride about it. So I think that was just kind of a cool thing about being down there. The saddest um, name drop number two coming. Here, Here we go. go. Uh, so when we were shooting that movie Garage um, that had all the Second City guys and it had a 
the band Park had written a show and then they made it into a, a movie. So they were getting through Second City like all of these, you know, kind of well-known guys to do these cameos. And, you know, uh, Chris Farley's brother John had been in Second City in Detroit uh-huh. and was friends with some of the, like Nancy and some of the folks I knew. So they brought him and Kevin in to do a bit in the movie. So that Friday, Nancy and I go pick up Ke- uh, John Farley, uh, who I'd already kind of secretly had a crush on when I'd seen the shows and uh-huh. stuff, you know, and he was like super outrageous and fun. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and we went to see Nancy's boyfriend in this band. And then the next morning I had to go to Cleveland because there was a second city there and that was my job. I used to go there for a few days a week and teach. And it was my first day, I think, even. That Saturday was the Dally. So there was like a dally oh. party, and I lived on the alley. Yeah. So there was a dally party at my house with the Farley brothers, <laughs> and like all of our friends still lived here at the time. And I was like in another city, Aww. and I was just gutted. Yeah, I bet. FOMO. Because it was going to be oh my God, yes. serious FOMO. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. I hate hearing of fun improv moments when oh. you're not there. And when people would start talking about it, I'm like, nope. No, 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 no. Save it for another Don't time. It stings too much. I can't <laughs> I can't stomach it. No, yeah. Oh. Daily. You know. That sucks. So whatever happened to the Farley brother? What? You said you had a crush on him. Oh, Did you guys ever date? I had a crush on <laughs> Earth. Are you kidding me? My whole love currency up until I was like 26 was crushes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I have done every version. I've fallen in love with gay men. Oh, same. I have, uh, you know, the crush on the best friend in school that yeah. you write a letter to because you don't but have you never the balls give it to, to say anything. No, I gave it to him. Oh, you gave him. it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've written many undelivered letters. Look, it was a desperation. <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice to write it down and burn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put it out in the universe. I go through the whole That's relationship out of my on my now. own. You have to talk it out to yourself in the car. That's always a good one. Yeah, I need yeah. to tell you something. Well, you're driving alone. Yeah. I love you. And then yeah. you act out their part. Yep. Yeah, no, well, I had to with this guy because I think he was about to start dating this like model esque girl. I mean, just beautiful. Whatever. Uh, but he had, you know, gotten over this divorce, so we were like chums and spent a lot of time together. And uh, so then I wrote a letter, and and then I got the, you know, I love you speech. You know, Aww. just stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Well, it's 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 weird being like super romantic person, um, and just so crush oriented. Yeah, yeah, but maybe yeah. not so conventionally looks forward, <laughs> right? Shall right, we right, say? Right. Um, so it's a lifetime of who's your friend? <laughs> a lifetime of oh, I'm the friend. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that thing. The worst was always like when you'd be at a bar and then you talk up a guy. And you really start feel like the connection starting, uh-huh. and then like you, you know. go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we used to joke it was Mary Beth Monroe because she was really adorable and, uh-huh. and, and super. You know, uh, dudes love her. Yeah, um, and she would walk by, and we would always joke it would be like a uh, you know in a cartoon where the the aroma is like a finger saying "Come this way," uh-huh. you know, and then they would just like float following her you know, uh, like all that groundwork man <laughs> i almost had it in the bag but yeah well know. i'll get the car <laughs> it's just labor intensive yeah uh yeah, you know yeah. when you're a plus size girl to get a guy truly it's hard out like, there. Uh, you know i need you to get to know me because when you do it's on yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I sometimes like to say, or I don't say this ever, but uh, in my mind. <laughs> Actually, I've never said this out loud. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm okay, like I'm that lying. song that you skip on the thing. And then once you actually listen to it all the way through, you're like, oh, this is actually like fire. This yeah. Is, and I this didn't is give like it my a, favorite song on this I didn't give it a now. chance. Yeah. 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 There was a really funny meme I saw recently uh, on a gay uh, Instagram account that I followed. And it's like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but that guy doesn't like you. He's just a nice straight guy. It's like, <laughs> thank you. I needed to read this. Uh, <laughs> and so many gay dudes do. <laughs> well, see, I was always on the other side of the coin because I was always falling in love with gay men. Yeah. I mean, my first boyfriend came out um, a little while after we dated. And then he ended up after hanging out. After you guys broke with, up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he started hanging out <laughs> with me and my gay posse, you know, in theater school um, eventually. And then hooking up with the other guy that I thought I was going to get with this before This is my him, college story. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there was a even triangle. like a... Like a... Oh, I wrote this into a show. In college, my friend was like, that guy really likes you. And we hung out and hung out. And she just fed like poison in the ear. I want to talk to every girl who's that girl. Don't tell me that guy really likes me. I know you think you're like making me feel good, but you're only setting me up for like jumping off a cliff (laughs) and dying on the rocks below. You're going to ruin my life for the next four (laughs) years, bitch. There is like, seriously, there's no clearer memory in my head than when we're walking home, me and this guy, as we had been listening to you know our, our connection point was oasis okay oh, tells you when this was we would sit and listen to o- oasis records uh-huh. um but so we're walking home from the bar and he says something about oh you know you know that thing when you're in the bar and you're with somebody you really like and it's really hard for you to say how you feel and i'm like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is it this is the moment <laughs> i've been waiting <laughs> and like you know like fluttery chest yep. and you know clammy hands and i'm like that's how i feel when i'm with you and he's like oh i was talking about brett <laughs> who was my friend mary's boyfriend at the time and i was like wah, wah. that's what i meant right no i was yeah. talking about brett no you know what I'm like <laughs> about Yusuf. No, no, I was I'm like on you. the I was same looking page over your shoulder you're at that guy behind <laughs> yeah, you yeah. in the alley. I was uh-huh. mm, not no, you. you. can't put it back in I the bottle. I knew you liked Brett the whole time. Yep, I was thinking about that about you and Brett. Yeah. You cut Do you me need off. To be dropped off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have some soul searching to do in a parking lot. <laughs> but it's weird because I adapted that into the show I wrote about Cass Elliott um, when she's. Uh, talking to Denny Doherty and he's telling her about this girl that you know is fun and that you know he really connects with and she's going "Uh uh-huh 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 and then he's like I don't know what Diane or whatever he says the woman's name she's like Diane yeah you know or whatever also great show that's (laughs) thanks that's um that's exactly where that moment comes from because yeah like yes. real life yeah that was my entire that college Mama career Cass. yeah 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 all oh. of my friends were gay men except for like two. Oh yeah <laughs> and yeah the other day i had to go to a meeting uh and i had to take mcnichols 
And it was one of those, it was almost like that moment in Gone with the Wind where she's trying to see if Tara has burned, right? She's like, it's still there. <laughs> I drove by and I saw Menjo's was still open. Oh and I was gosh. like, yes, yeah, Menjo's. Just talking about Menjo's last night. That was first I guess it's I like up for to. sale right now. Is it? For $500,000. I haven't for been there. it was Tiffany's, Menjo's, Backstreet. Okay, I've been to Backstreet a I'm long time ago. Yeah, Is Backstreet the one that had the light up dance floor? Yes. Okay. And like high up. Almost tables, and they also have like those like platforms you could dance up high on. Wait, maybe I went. I could have swore I went to. I'm so far from the mic. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Brendan. You're like Brendan and Matt's episode. Got excited. (laughs) (laughs) No, almost like American Bandstand. There'd be like you know levels. Okay. What what is. What does Menjo's look like? Because Menjo's had those dancing platforms too, right? Oh, inside, I don't remember. Mm, I don't know. They do, however, have this giant white penis that like fog comes out of the pee hole. Oh, nice. Hmm. I don't know which one. On the dance floor? On the dance floor, like right by the DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, write into us. Which one did we go to? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) Let us know, please. (laughs) That was, I mean, I learned to, 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 uh, do the hustle at Tiffany's. And okay. I, you know, I had a where, lot. Where of, is Tiffany's? Is, it does Tiffany's, doesn't exist Okay, anymore. where was Tiffany's? It was um, sort of Palmer Park area, not far from uh, Menjo's okay. around the corner on Woodward. It's like, uh, it was like La Dolce Vita. The old backstage restaurant used to be there. It was like a block south of that. And now it's like a internet cafe or something. But like shady. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I had a lot of fun and, you know, there was like so much, you know, gay posse time in my life. But then at a certain point, I was like, you guys, I need a man. (laughs) Like, I can't. This isn't good for me. (laughs) Because I keep falling in love with each of you individually. Too much emotional turmoil. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 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 Oh my God. It started with Lance Bass for me, the first mm. love, <laughs> which was foreshadowing of the next 12 years of my telling. life. I already said this, but yeah. I feel so dumb that I had no idea that he was gay and I had no idea that Ricky Martin was gay. Same. I was surprised by both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like until recently? No, like when they came out. Oh. Like I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, I believe it, but yeah. I, Ricky I didn't... Martin, I could see. I didn't really spy that one. Because well, I think also them. it was just like a time where it's like everyone's in the closet, so like you kind of yeah. don't think about it no, too right, much right. anymore. It's right. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, so yeah. Funny. Yeah. But know, yeah, no, I remember many, many relationships with gay men in college where I'm just like, it's going to happen. This one's And different. then I was like, oh no, <laughs> they're going to happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And you really can't, you can't be like destroyed or No, upset. it's actually probably the best case the scenario for there. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, well this isn't about me. I'm going to move on to the next game. man. <laughs> <laughs> Figure Let out that shine over your yeah. shoulder. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I remember having with my uh, darling friend Peter, who I still keep in touch with, um, a conversation with him that was like by this time I was such a pro with falling in love with gay men that like the conversation was just like okay look (laughs) I know what you're gonna say I just need to say this out loud and then we'll move on and continue to be friends I love you thanks he was like oh sweetie I love you too okay high five cool (laughs) all right cool where are the other gays (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> There's There's gotta the be next one, one I'm gonna spiral over. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. Oh, so. look at us. We're terrific. Two Margarets. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, get into the third segment. Yeah, our final segment is um, <laughs> Sage. The, the Sage. And that's 25 to current. Today. Okay. Yeah. It's a bigger window. It is a bigger yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Janelle was only one year into her sage. <laughs> God. But her sage is one of my faves. Yeah, her sage yeah. is pretty funny. Uh, well, you know, a, a big turning point happened actually right around this time. So I graduated from college at 26. Nice. Not ashamed to say it. Don't be. Um, As you shouldn't be. <laughs> and uh, right at that time, auditioned for Second City. And... <clears throat> At the time, uh, Larry Campbell and another friend of ours, Troy Scarborough, were in the touring company. Uh, and, well, first of all, people have been saying to me for a long time, have you been to that second city? There's a chick in the show who's you. And they were talking about Nancy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but I had never seen her when she was there. So, so these two guys are like on me, like, seriously, you have to. And I was afraid, you know, because um, I hadn't done a ton of improv. And they're like, you have to, you have to, you have to go to so you uh, knew audition. what Second City was at this point, though? Yeah, yeah. I was familiar, but I hadn't okay. seen any shows. And uh, so I went and I had an audition uh, that I knew from them that they were looking for a woman for the touring company. And it was me and five guys. And it was literally like a six-hour audition. It was like all day. We had a lunch God. break. And they made us do a Herald. And I had never really improvised before. Yeah. I played Switch, That's you intense. know, and did a Commedia dell'arte show. Like that was my yeah. improv experience. So uh, there was literally a guy there, Brian. I can't remember his last name. And he was like, "I was like, what is this Harold thing?" He explained it, but I have no idea what's going on. He was like, "Just follow me." So we ended up in our series of scenes together in this right. very complicated form. Um, and then I got the job. Wow! Look at that. There was. Well, I, I mean, know you were the only one woman. woman. I was the only the woman. Audition. They were like, That's we need awesome. a woman. How about the only one that showed up? <laughs> I got an idea. How about that one lady who did the six-hour audition? I think, <laughs> I think we put her through her paces. <laughs> um, but I was in the Turco for a short amount of time. Um, so that would have been like June, July or something. And then by like November, uh, they put me in the main stage cast. That's awesome. School and what year was that? Ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, at that time, uh, Second City was like actually in Detroit. Yeah, I was at what is Hockey Town. Oh, okay. No, gotcha. or in the City Theater. Big change in name uh, from Second <laughs> City to City. Um, so was it at that same stage where? Because I've only seen one show there, and it was the RoboCop. Was that the stage yeah, where Second yeah. City was? Yeah. Okay. Originally, it had um, like cabaret seating. It had. Tables, tables and chairs tables? Okay, that and makes then much like more these sense. metal um sort of divides in tiers okay which was really good for you know sketch comedy yeah stuff and drinking and you know yeah uh they replaced the seats because they rented the theater out for vagina monologues and they needed a hundred extra seats or something like that so but that was sort of toward the beginning of the end where it was like we're trying out some other things so. okay. but i was there for three years 96 to 99 Downtown. Downtown. And then you did the the ships after that? Oh, uh, no. Then I uh, did the Cleveland thing, teaching there. Oh, yes. And then I did, while I was doing that, I directed touring company. And then I just kind of left Second City altogether and kind of like day jobbed at Wayne State Law School. Oh. As like a, an administrative 
position. Okay. Um, and how you know how that, that's one of those like yeah. improviser has job, other improviser needs job, improviser holds door open yeah. for other improviser. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how everybody worked at Wicked, basically. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just worked there for a while. And then in 04, when they were reopening Second City in Novi, then I quit that Came job back. and went back. Yeah. So how long was your separation? Mm. Well, I got married in the middle of that uh, okay. in 01. Uh, so it was probably like four years, maybe. But okay. I was never really separated because my husband worked there up until it closed. And then they were going to, you know, hire him back in at the new place. Okay. Um, so we were always you connected. Always and then I taught and stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then they, then they had me audition. They had a audition again? The main stage. Another mm-hmm. six hour audition. Yes. No. How many women this time? <laughs> there was actually, there was quite a turnout for that audition and they happened at Improv Inferno in Ann Arbor, which okay. was open at the time or had just opened at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was, it was totally chorus line. It was like, I'll audition. I don't care. Yeah. I'm a professional. Take it down, Cassie. <laughs> like, you know, you're in the chorus now. I need a job. I don't care. I really need this job. <laughs> Yeah. Suddenly everything's a song. Oh God, I need a job. What are you doing here? Where Margaret? do I sign my name? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but I I got in. Good. Which is nice. Good. Good. Um, Glad you got in. Well, it was weird though. I mean, Novi was a strange experience for Yeah. I've heard that from many people. How long was Novi open? I think it was like oh five to ten. It wasn't oh, it was like that a handful long? of years. I don't know. It wasn't very long. Okay. I didn't even think it was that long. Well, though. it might have been less. Yeah. Because we did, I did 05 to like 06, 07, somewhere in there. And that's when we went on the boats. Oh, okay. Mm. And then we did a couple, we did an eight month and then another four month. And then John did one without me too. You know what, John? Do one without you. Well, <laughs> it was all right. It was okay for me. <laughs> I, you know, I have a very strange sort of um, <clears throat> solitary side. Oh, yeah, it's hard to find a good alone. balance. That's another mm-hmm. thing in both of our bubble. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like to be. I grew up in a family that we were always together mm-hmm. and always seven hundred people on top of each other and everything. It's like I can adapt to that, mm-hmm. but it also at a certain it's point exhausting. I was like. I really need my alone time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I actually have a really hard time going the other way because I'm one of the younger ones. And mm-hmm. so then when everyone moved out and it was just like me and my little brother, I was like, this actually feels really nice to get a lot of attention from mom and dad. <laughs> and yep. there's like space and right. privacy. Like mm-hmm. I got used to that really fast. And then when everyone like comes home, it's like, oh my God, like you, this is yeah. Like exhausting. Yeah. yeah. I was the only child for a long time. You know, my closest in age sister is four years older. Okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a gap. Out. Well, she stayed there through college. Cause they, I think she went to Oakland. A couple of them went to Oakland. So okay. we lived in Auburn Hills. So close to so did you ever have a moment where all of you lived under one roof? Because oh, your yeah, oldest yeah, yeah. sister was Small 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a so short like, window. Don't but yeah. remember okay. it. That's me too. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was the closest for a while with my <clears throat> oldest sister, Mary Beth, who's the showbiz one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to showbiz? And she went to Kendall in Grand Rapids for okay. college for interior design. And um, that was the first one to move out. And when she moved, it was like, you know. Dramatic. Yeah, it's for me. sad. 
But she moved back, you know, when yeah. she was done. So. But that's like a, it's an adjustment that you like go through and now it's, it's like I'm used to it. People coming in and leaving. <laughs> but I do remember like my, my older sister, that. she's 12 years older than me. And I remember one time like she was going back to school and I just was on the driveway watching her like drive away. And I was like, mm, this is so sad. <laughs> but now I'm a pro at it. It's like, bye, get the hell out of here. Oh I need to go gosh. back to my life. <laughs> that's <laughs> all I do is say goodbye to people. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after the ships, I came home and we we call it like short money. You've got short money after you come back from a boat. Like you haven't had expenses, right? Because you haven't been buying toilet paper or paying right. for anything. We had we kept our house, but you know all we really had was like the mortgage to pay. Right. You know, you're not using anything. Um. So you have all this money saved up because you're paid pretty well, but you don't have any job or any, you know, you have to like start over. Yeah. So I had short money and then I got this call from the Y from, um, an old friend, Jillian Eaton. And she was like, I'm looking for, you know, somebody to teach improv in this Y arts program and, you know, whatever else being a teaching artist with me. And like, and I had started to take up a few like teaching gigs, like wherever they would, have Pop people up. gathered yeah. that wanted yeah. to learn improv <laughs> um so you, you sort of quilt a life together from that and i didn't i would never have thought that this would turn into like an actual career thing but you know you yeah. should like get more and more involved and then people leave and they go you want to be a director it's like okay do you want to be executive director okay this was just a you know yeah a day job and how long but then I realized, that? like partway through it, that it's a day job in the arts. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's so you know, cool. <laughs> and then I really started to invest myself in it. And then, uh, you know, Mark Evan Jackson, third name drop. Third name drop. There's been a few other ones. Oh, okay. You mentioned that. <laughs> Beth. <you. laughs> um, and and his awesome wife Beth Hagenlocker, you know, wanted to do this uh, charitable improv program in Detroit. And then so we just invented the Detroit Creativity Project. Well, yeah. not they they started the Detroit Creativity Project. We invented the improv project together and um, have spent the last like eight years, I think. Wow. Developing wow. that out. That's so awesome. Yeah. Started off in three schools and now we're in like 15. Dang. Serve yeah. about 500 That's awesome. kids That's so cool. It's super cool. And they're amazing. You know, they've been so generous and, and it's been such a, an amazing collaboration. They're wonderful people. I yeah, love yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good guy. You guys are in one of my cousin's schools. Yes. We've talked about arts that. Academy yeah. in the West. My cousin's a principal at an art school in Warren. And they have, oh, cool. They have classes there. So yeah. you guys go to the schools. Fraser, they don't come sorry. to. My oh, husband's Fraser. from Fraser. Sorry, I have sorry, to speak sorry. up on that you're one. Right, you're right. Okay. All right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You just saw an East Side battle. <laughs> East Side. You got to get it right, man. You better come correct. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but you guys go and visit all the schools and then do improv with the students? Yeah. So we have a stable of teaching artists. Um, that are improv teachers which is cool like then you get to bring in these people that you know are really amazing teachers yeah. that are colleagues that you've worked for, with for a while um and then we send them out into schools some of them are dpscd schools some of them are charters some of them a few are outside of detroit proper um like we have some lincoln park and we do hamtramck which is detroit right yeah. uh, and a little bit on the east side or whatever but um but yeah, we offer free improv classes to middle and high school students. 
That's awesome. That's so cool. That is awesome. It you know the coolest part, one of the coolest parts about it is the improv community is a pretty soulless like bit oriented fun place uh-huh. for adults yes. right um so we don't get to have like the kind of impactful moments i have at my job because we're just not that deep you know right. I mean? mm-hmm. uh but to provide a cause for that community that they can get behind and do something that feels good you know we've had people volunteer and we've had people like you know, tons of people donate to the detroit creativity project you know yeah to make that happen and so that's kind of a cool pretty meaningful thing as far as impact in your creative community yeah, yeah. goes um so i feel very fortunate to be able to be yeah. a catalyst for that um but then also just to to watch youth experience improv right um, when they haven't before. Yeah. Especially the kid that's the funny kid in class. I always love that when he's like, it's finally my day. Yeah. yeah. I'm finally <laughs> just the annoying kid in class. This is all coming to the light. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So and it's really cool. cool to see those kids perform because I've seen several of your guys's, yeah. uh, you know, shows where they get to perform, like even at Y or at like one of the festivals and mm-hmm. they're happy as shit and you're just like glowing. Yeah, it's infectious. Them. That's, yeah so nice yeah it's so cool it's really cool and a couple of my cousins have even taken like the summer program that they have at uh at school in fraser and and have been taught by a couple of you guys and like i remember one of my little cousins was like yeah i had this one teacher named dave and this is before i even worked with dave davies and i was like you've worked with dave davies like i was pissed (laughs) (laughs) like my eight-year-old cousin was knocking down barriers we've got like the a team going to these schools you know yeah Um, and they get like lauren bickers on the regular and i'm just like yeah that's i do have to shout out kelly rossi though because she makes that thing work Go. like she yeah. works her tail off love Kelly making Rossi. that program happen and uh, yeah and I rely on her a lot um, yeah is so. it how did you and Kelly Rossi become such good pals through Y Arts or no it was before that we knew each other just sort of through the um theater community okay. like we both went to Wayne but I was ahead of her uh considerably but she was also in Cancer the Musical which my husband wrote the music for with uh sean yeah Lynn. um so you know i i had known her for a while before i interviewed her and the funny thing was i brought her in for an interview we had this position open and i was pregnant at the time and i didn't know this till i had the interview but i was i was like so you know any thoughts she's like well i have one class I'm finishing to get my degree. And I'm like, we can work around that. That's totally cool. She's like, also, I'm pregnant. And I was like, huh, me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I definitely can't not hire you, but I yeah. would have anyway, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the, the third of our trio there, uh, Seth, his wife was pregnant too. So Aww. all three of us had our first kids. Like, I was first, supposed to be October, but it was September. And then his was November, and then Kelly was December. So That's it was so just like Are they all buddies? Explosion. Uh, Oscar and Anna, Kelly's kid, uh, see each other a lot. And, and we do see Lydia, too, but she's less in the mix. I think. Aww, that's special. Yeah, it's That's super so cool. There's like a little shot of them as babies like lined up against the cabinet, like the Aww. file cabinets and stuff. I love that. Pretty neat. Oscar is one of the cutest kids how old is I'm oscar not just now? he's six okay that's a fun age yeah it is super fun 
Thank you. I, you know, he's so cute. I have to agree, but <laughs> I have to. Agree. I'm a little biased, but yeah, no, I agree. And Kelly Rossi's daughters are, I like no joke. When we first like, I actually first started having conversations with Kelly. I was like, just so we're clear, your kids are adorable. Those two girls are so cute. They're super cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, just little blonde adorable creatures. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Mia's got a little sass, which she and I really connect a lot. Like yeah. we get along really well. Like the we went with them to that uh, water park at uh, in Frankenmuth. Okay, and uh, me like not down with water. She's just not feeling it, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know Kelly's like a doer. My kid wants to go on the water slides. I'm like hell no, I ain't going on a water slide. So it like totally worked out perfectly because yeah. she and Oscar kept going down the water slides, and me and I were just sitting on the pool deck, like <laughs> like this eyeballing everybody, and she yeah. was just chill. Like I'm like all right, I like this kid. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah, Aww, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Aww. <sighs> all right. Um, do you guys have any niche quiches? Um, do you know what a niche quiche is? Tell me again. Okay, so niche quiche, just anything you're interested in that maybe people don't know about or just something that you're interested in right now in okay. general. Um, I will shout out Barry's Bagels in this one. <laughs> you That's should. Niche yeah. Yes. Bagels I found Barry's right. Bagels in Colossus, everybody, and you better get there because, damn, they got dog bagels. They got human bagels. They got it all. <laughs> yeah, they the got human bagels are amazing. They literally will melt in your mouth. So if you're looking for a bagel in the Colossus area, I recommend <laughs> And if Barry's Bagels would like to sponsor this podcast, I also recommend well, that. I think you need to talk to them. They're not just going to... No, no, no. I think if we just like, put it out in the universe, like, this okay. will just That's an interesting marketing plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty solid. We're pretty hopeful Our people. whole marketing plan is based on the secret. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to think about sponsors yeah, and then they're going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just go in there every Sunday and pick up bagels until they're like, what do you get these for? I'm just going to eat a lot of bagels. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn into one. Berries, bagels. I can't wait to eat this one. Yeah. It's really yummy. It's good. It is. Uh, so is this like product oriented? It can no, be it can be literally anything. Well, just I, thing you that know mine and, and I don't think it's probably very secret, but. I do write romance yes. novels. Yes. I'm so you happy do? you're yeah. bringing this to okay. the pod. Uh, this and is another thing in both of our bubble. <laughs> it is. I can't believe I still have, Did I send you that book? You never sent it to me. Oh, my God. You I have, have to, to send, send it to me. To I'd love to read it. Well, because the, the main one that I'm like hawking right now is about an improviser chick. That's why I think you really like I it. I would love. Please send um, I accidentally started reading them. I didn't even mean to. Uh, romance was, novels? Yeah, yeah. I was on a, a work trip about... Well, probably about 10 years ago now. Um, and I had finished the book I brought, which was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And so I'm like in the airport bookstore, like, uh, well, that sounds interesting. It's a historical piece. It's set in Scotland and there's like a kidnapping and the uh-huh. guy sounds, you know, kind of cool. And okay, cool, cool, cool. And I buy the book and then I'm flying home from San Antonio and probably like, 30 minutes into the flight it gets to this like super steamy <laughs> they're like looking around like just do, do they know like i don't care this is really good so then I and then to, like the rest was history rest just love reading as soon as you well, read I got a, a kindle novel, it's over oh yeah it is wait it's, what as soon as you read your first romance novel it's over Game they're over. so good it's like having your first cinnabon yeah okay. or something <laughs> like yeah. something really decadent uh-huh. good. yeah and you're like i have to have more of i also or read them on accident did you yeah. guys you did? read um mm-hmm. the 50 shades of gray i did all of them yeah, yeah, I did. As well. yes. yeah i did read them okay and although in the in the romance community they're not 
They're not like that. revered. No. Okay. It's not like this is our best offering. Those are just like the most mainstream one, I guess. Yes. yes. And this is, I think, you know, not to get societally deep, but says a lot about not only our puritanical roots as a society, but also how we look at women uh-huh. is there's an art form of something written for women to enjoy their sexuality and, and storytelling. Yeah. And it is shamed and and embarrassing and funny and, you know, the same as when we were high schoolers laughing at those tropey, you know, freeze tag. Yeah. Bits, right. It's mm-hmm. one of those like, that's weird. I'm going to laugh at that. Kind yeah. Of thing. But honestly, have sad. you ever read a book faster than you have a, lo- a love story? No. no. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'll read these books in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Less than. Yeah. But also like, this is the thing that fascinates me about writing this stuff. Cause I was, a, I'm a playwright too. I wrote plays and I actually wrote a play about a romance writer. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but what's really interesting about writing romance is that tension and creating that tension and prolonging that tension mm-hmm. um, until people have sex basically. And um, so when you really kind of have fun and, and learn how to craft that and play with it, You don't want to get to, it's like running a marathon and then rolling your ankle right before you get across the finish line. Like you want to get down. Yeah. This is what we've been working toward this whole time. So I am not what they would call a closed door romance writer. Like there are some, you know, it's like they went in the room and the lights went down. No, what's the point? Next morning they're stretching and having a scone, (laughs) you know. Um, We want the deep. Right, contemporary. And then, you know, you always want to write the next set of, things out of that world you really right. get attached to that world but if you're writing something that's today and they're texting and doing all the modern thing <laughs> you know the modern the things modern like texting things. <laughs> um and tiktok uh, <laughs> he was like, making a TikTok. <laughs> see i'm not that old um then how do you do their kid right yeah. like are we in the future now or do i would just... say very much so it starts early 1900s moves yeah. your way up to like maybe the 90s yeah. of all of hers this that is I read. so interesting yeah. i don't i have never read any of those well, and i don't think you should that. feel ashamed of it you guys should talk this I is don't. great work i feel like there should be like a show called book club and it's like fight club but you don't ever talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's my yeah. niche Aww. I'll have to look at all that. Yeah. Uh, mine's a lot different. Mine is uh, a few. Oh, yours is different than bagels and and romance novels. Romance novels. A little of a shift. Um, But so during the Harvey Weinstein trial, they made the jurors look at naked pictures of Harvey Weinstein. Oh, because did you hear that? Because like they wanted there to be like continuity between all of the witnesses' testimony, uh so that it's like we're all describing the same man. But they're like they don't they didn't show the pictures. Like it's not going to be public or whatever. But they're saying that ten million dollars it'll be public. (laughs) I don't know, but so they were saying that when they showed it, like two women like visibly were like grossed out and then one man's like eyes widened and uh wasn't there supposed to be something weird about they said his that there's like there's like a there's wait what i'm sorry isn't there supposed to be something weird about his junk yeah they're saying like it looks like he's got a scar or something and then someone said it looked like he had a vagina that's what i heard and i was just like this is insane really and it's crazy that this is uh out there in the zeitgeist right now oh my god wow well and also the defense was just in, unconscionable. Like, yeah. You know, oh. by, that a woman could, you know, represent him and yeah. defend on that angle. 
Yeah, but don't you think that would be the angle he would try and take? You have to. You yeah. have to hire a woman to say yeah. those things because otherwise you're a monster. Right. Which you are. He is a monster. I Hopefully was listening some- to NPR last week, like on my way home, and they were talking about it. And from one side, it was like, yeah, all these you know women are coming forward and everything. And they're like, but what do you think the trial is actually going to be like? They're like, well, it's actually really hard to prove this type of thing because it's one word against another. Which one was this? His? Uh, his. Uh-huh. So, his case just because it's really hard to prove yeah a, a sexual assault because it's usually between two people in a closed door room yeah well, it's so not like fraud that there's a paper trail or you know exactly what I mean? right. but isn't that such like a scary and like sad world that we live in that we yeah. have to prove that this man like tortured it's a thing where it's like we all know that yeah. he did it but yeah yeah but yeah. there's I mean, a likelihood yeah. where that there's he smoke, could just there's get fire. off for it so yeah, yeah. they're just trying to sure. do the same thing that they did for the Bill Cosby trial where they try to just like prove that there's a pattern and right. it's like consistently yeah, yeah. And the same the thing happening each time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. such a honestly man. though with the walker like I know well they said he had like back surgery or something but it's like come on tropey so like beyond trope it's like, like a, your tennis ball like a matlock episode yeah. you know yeah oh my god when I saw Not the tennis balls on him I literally was like I cannot <laughs> I cannot wait there were legit tennis balls on it on in a picture I saw of him there was tennis balls he yeah <laughs> I don't Lord. know if someone photoshopped him in but I was like I cannot <laughs> deal with this I cannot deal with this. Get this oh man out God. of here. Why do Ugh. we even have to look at him? Ew. Yeah, so that's my Sick. niche quiche. He's got a gross uh, body that people were <laughs> reacting to. <laughs> that's so funny. I did not hear that. Ugh. Yeah, it came up in some article. I and, but without much like fanfare, it was one of those like, because he's purported to have something that looks like a vagina. Yeah. And, like moved on. I'm like, wait a second. Hold, please. I have a couple questions. Yeah. You would think you wouldn't be so amped to show people if you didn't want anyone to know that. Sicko. But maybe that's why, you know, he's doing all these other things, right? Like much of... It, it always seemed like they would talk about he forced himself performing oral sex onto me. Yeah. Is a kind of common thread. And that always seemed very strange to me because like, what's your goal, right? If you yeah. have an unwilling recipient. I think his goal sex. is to make it seem like, see, I also care about like you and your satisfaction. So it's like, but the oh, whole yeah. thing is fucking fucked up. Like, that, I think that's where it's coming from, where he's like, actually, I'm like a very generous lover. Well, it's that's like, the thing. You, you know, honestly, that's pet. another beef I have, and it's something that comes up in my writing a, a decent amount. Is one of those like, oh, it's such a favor. You know what I mean? For a guy to perform on yeah. a woman. Like, you're welcome, you dirty woman. Uh, you know? And yeah. it's just one of those like, hey... Our end of the deal isn't that <laughs> amazing either, but I'll yeah. do it for you. Yeah. you know? Come on, this is a two-way road. Honestly, but there's so. always such a like grand gesture to yeah. it. Like, oh, come on. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, You're Harvey. A prince. So. Ew. All right, well, I don't want to end on Harvey Weinstein, but we're going to end on Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stay so, like clean, but then I can't. I like, tried to stay away from yeah. Harvey Weinstein. No, no, you don't have to stay clean. This is an explicit podcast. Right. Right All right. Well, thank you so much, Margaret. Thanks for having me. You're yeah. one of the best in the biz. Really and I yeah. Love How do you feel about your episode? 
Uh, good. I, I feel like I revealed enough, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. I like that about Perfect. you. <laughs> leave a little mystery. Leave us, leave us wanting more. You can know all about my gay loves. Yes. But which, um, yeah. some things are just for me. So. I like that. Thanks. I like that. I appreciate it. Well, that. thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you, you so guys. much for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.